0: The term city region, I guess, has been with us for a a number of years now, but recent policy statements by both the government and the opposition have focused attention on how we describe and and manage large population centres outside of London in the UK. Um, The debates push the concept of city regions into the public eye, raising questions about how we structure political and economic authority at a, at a regional and at a, at, a, at, a, at a local level. Colin, you're, you're chair of the, the Warwick Institute of Governance and, and Public Management here at, at Warwick in, 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 in Warwick Business School and you've worked with the OECD on research projects um, examining metropolitan regions or, or city regions. Can we start by asking, what is a city region?
1: Well, a city region or a metro region, as we call them in the OECD, Uh, ...is a large urban agglomeration... ...more than about one and a half million population... ...where typically there's more than one local government area... ...or even more than one city... ...as in the case of the West Midlands... uh, ...where the, the, the functional economic area... ...overlaps local government boundaries... ...and therefore there is a mismatch between the functional economic area and the administrative and political level.
0: You're currently working with uh, OECD on on metropolitan regions. Can you explain OECD's interest in city regions and and, and a little bit about the work that you're doing?
1: Yes, this comes under the uh, territorial governance part of of the OECD, which looks at economic activity in its (laughs) geographical context. And they have been noting how... um, on the one hand economic dynamism but on the other hand um, social problems tend to be concentrated in very large agglomerations of population uh, around the OECD countries. Uh, That then becomes an interesting and important issue. Then one asks well if we've got this combination of dynamism that presumably could be exploited further and developed, and if we've got an accumulation of social problems, uh, what are the levels of governance at the, at the, at the, at the, that have the scope of these metropolitan regions and that could therefore do something about both the exploiting the possibilities and solving the problems? And the answer usually then comes back, well, actually, there are no local government boundaries that uh, are, are contiguous with the economic boundaries. And that then creates the issue and the problem, uh, what do we do about the governance of these places then?
0: Could you give me an example? I mean, we're, we're I mean, in, in, the, in the local area, and I don't well, want to focus particularly, we're, we're trying to get our, our heads around um, what the city region might be and function like around Birmingham. But, um, I mean, In other parts of the world, what would I recognise as being a city region?
1: Well, what we really mean by it, when we say a functional economic area, is an area which is almost self-contained in terms of the commuting population. So that uh, you have have centres of employment, and then people travel to these from a distance. Now, the functional economic area... Is where you've more or less captured all of the commuting uh, movements within, within a certain radius. Uh, also, one, one assumes that, but this is more difficult to assess, that certain links between firms are particularly dense within that kind of geographical range. Uh, and so that, 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 that's the, the concept we're trying to get at when we talk about a functional economic area. Now, locally, the Birmingham, Coventry, Solihull, uh, Warsaw, West Bromwich uh, area is one such. And you you can you can track these things on a map because we 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 know from census details where the journey to work areas are. So you you can you can draw maps of of where these commuting centres are. They're never perfect, of course. I mean, I'm myself an example. I live outside the, 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 this area I've just described, but I travel to it every day. Uh, but I would uh, I, I travel in from somewhere too far away to be called part of that area. But in general, these are self contained areas where the population lives and works within this range.
0: We tend to think of them as, as, as political constructs. They're, they're not political at all. They're, they're economic and based on, on travel to work and, um, and, and commuting populations.
1: That's the whole point. Uh, that's the whole point. It, it, it's where you get um, the, these functional economic areas or travel to work areas that are more extensive than local government boundaries. Uh, and it's, it's quite typical of of modern cities to do that, and and it creates some issues because it means there's no uh, local government authority level that can deal with the the transport uh, and and other infrastructural needs of that area as a whole because no one authority uh, has has either a perspective or a capacity to operate
0: at that level. Although, in fact, we in our region um, have ended up with a region that looks a little bit like the old West Midlands Authority with some, with some additions along the way.
1: Yes, the, old, the Metropolitan Authorities, which were a brief experiment um, in Britain, killed off primarily for political reasons, uh, were a, a fairly early attempt, really, to, um, to, to to come to terms with this issue. Uh, even earlier, was the formation of the Greater London Council area in the early 1960s. That was based on the same kind of argument... Uh, but immediately in that case, uh, for political reasons, some groups on the periphery didn't want to come into London, and so there was a, a compromise settlement in the end. So the, 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 these things are always politically controversial because there are areas don't want to be included or do want to be included that shouldn't. And so the, in real life you can never uh, match up political reality to what looks like functional economic reality.
0: Presumably one of the, the driving principles behind city regions um, is that um, by working together in the way you suggest helps them to stand out in a, in a highly and increasingly competitive competitive world. Which are, which are the, the, the best-known city regions? I mean, c- can I think of London, Paris as a, as a city region or, or a, do the capitals behave in, in different ways?
1: Well, uh, quite a few uh, of the metropolitan regions are capitals. Uh, in, in, in most of the, the small European countries, the capital is the centre of, of a city region. And, and, and you mentioned London and Paris as two exceptional examples. But the biggest of them all is Tokyo, a vast thing of over 30 million people. Uh, Seoul in, in Korea is another huge one. Uh, in, in the United States, you don't get them based around the capital. Um, Washington it isn't one but you do get them around Boston and you get them uh, in the Bay Area of California uh, and a number of other places
0: so I'm interested in this what they stand for in the world so if if, if you if you exclude um, those city regions um, where they're obviously built around a single city which isn't our case in the in the West Midlands I mean which, which are the which are the flagship which are the flagship city regions in those cases?
1: Well yes, most are built around a central city and then it's subsidiary towns that get absorbed into it. The West Midlands is an interesting and, and relatively unusual case of where you've got Coventry, Birmingham and one or two other places which are Uh, quite strong cities in themselves. There's there's a few of those around the world. Um, uh, One or two of them actually crossing national boundaries. And there's one which links uh, Vienna and Bratislava in in Slovakia. Uh, There's another one that links uh, Copenhagen with Malmö in uh, in Sweden. Uh, So so some actually cross national boundaries. Uh, Some are are like our own and, and within countries.
0: You, you suggested that the West Midlands city region, the Birmingham city region, was was reasonably distinct in that it didn't necessarily behave like um, some other um, city regions. C- can you can you define a bit more what you what you mean by by that? How are we different?
1: No, we, we, we're an example of a, a known phenomenon, uh, and that is a a, 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 a multipolar. Uh, city region where the, the, there's there's a number of important self standing cities in it uh, that like the,
0: micro city regions within the wider city region
1: no no problem no, but no. just some
0: cities not city regions okay
1: running, cities within the, there are multiple cities. So it's Coventry and Birmingham say just take those two yep. um which is different from um, london which where there is just the one recognized centre. And once upon a time, London was slightly different from that, but now it's very much one centre. Now, around the world, uh, I think the majority of the 80 or so metropolitan regions that we identify in the OECD countries take the form of a dominant centre with a periphery, partly because... um, so many of them are actually capital cities. But there is there's an interesting and important minority of cases, including several of the United States ones, uh, which are like uh, the, the, our own situation.
0: Does does nomenclature become an issue there? Do city regions have to be called something? Do they have to have a a brand? And, and, and how have they resolved those issues in presenting themselves to the external world?
1: Well, they struggle with them all the time. Um, <laughs> Uh, And a a lot of these metro regions are, or city regions are are phenomena that we are, in the OECD and in various other organisations, trying to point out to people that this exists, notice it. Uh, And and often local people are reluctant to notice it. Um, Obviously, especially in these international cases, as you've just said, I mean, the, the the, the Viennese are somewhat reluctant to recognise that they're linked with, with Bratislava. Uh, We've we solved the problem of the one between Copenhagen and Malmö by naming it after the, the sea in between, the, the, uh, the Öresund except that Öresund is uh, spelt a different way in Danish and Swedish. Uh, which, but even within a country, there's enormous delicacies here. I mean, those of us in Coventry aren't too pleased to be called the Birmingham city region. We'd like to find something that that perhaps had Midlands in it um, rather than Birmingham. Uh, and these, these, what look like trivial issues of nomen- nomenclature, obviously relate to far bigger political realities I- in that... Mm. Um, cities, local government areas often have deep senses of identity. And uh, also they are, of course, closer to local people, even even a city the size of Birmingham is closer to its population than could possibly be a a thing at the the level of the whole city region. So there are very serious problems in here. Uh, when, When we say there's a mismatch between the functional economic area and the political administrative area, that does not lead immediately to the conclusion therefore we should have a big local government reorganization and make the two coterminous because um you sacrifice potentially sacrifice quite a lot in there. Uh therefore normally what happens is a search for various kinds of cooperation agreements among existing authorities and, and there's a vast range of those. Um mainly according to two variables. There's a question of how formal the arrangement is, whether it's a formal contract or just a, an agreement to work together, and also uh, depending on whether it's for individual functions like transport or whether it's multifunctional.
0: I mean, I'm, a, I'm a communications man, a, um, a marketeer, and, and mm-hmm. tend to think naturally that, um, that brands are pretty important things. I, mean, I also think that... Um, you can overstate their importance, and indeed, if you get them wrong, they can they can they can get in the way and uh, and be and be disruptive. Um, the, the the issue around what a city region is called or, or or known for, if if you fudge the issue, I mean, in your experience of other city regions, do over time they become um, um, disadvantaged? But
1: certainly, territorial branding seems to be important, in, in particular when you've got rather distinctive products associated with uh, an area. I mean, I the most famous is is champagne, uh, but Sheffield steel used to be like that. Uh, then there there are smaller but very important phenomena, like, for example, the Birmingham jewellery district, um, where uh, linking the place name with the range of products is important in a number of markets it 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 enables firms that locate in that region in the sector concerned to to gain a reputation because it, you're seen as in the old days if you were seen as a steel firm located in Sheffield that was seen as a kind of guarantee of quality also it's relevant for labor markets and skilled workers in a sector are likely to move or or, or are happy to move to an area that's associated with a lot of employment opportunities in a particular sector, it, it, especially when it's in very good firms. And so it's, it's easier to attract labour to a place that's known to be, uh, have a fine reputation in a sector than to, to a firm that's sort of isolated in, in a place that no one knows about for that sector. Uh, so there's a, a number of reasons why um, territorial branding is, is a serious business. Now, usually, except in the cases of wines uh, and one or two other food products, usually the the place association is with a relatively small area, uh, a a town, a part of a city. Uh, The branding of whole city regions uh, as associated with certain kinds of products is something that's that's relatively new, rather specialised, and to some extent, I suspect, still mainly targeted towards investment markets and skilled, highly skilled labour markets rather than consumer markets. And so, for example, it's not necessary really that that many consumers associate the area around Helsinki with advanced technology products. But it is quite important for the Finnish government that... uh, global investors in that sector understand it, and that skilled workers around the world understand it, because they want to attract investment funds and, and, and workers. So, I suppose Silicon Valley is the most emblematic example of um, of a geographical association with a, a, a quite a wide and extensive area. Uh, Ironically, Silicon Valley isn't actually the name of anywhere. I mean, there is nowhere called it. it the, the name has has followed the product rather than the other way round. Well, that may be one way of that may be one way of solving the naming
0: problem. I, I do I do worry um, that um, that that naming has uh, has entered into discussions about the city region in Birmingham and the West Midlands uh, in our region um, in such a heated way so 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 early on. I mean, do you think that? Um, Calling it the Birmingham City Region is is off the agenda forever.
1: Well, I think you're absolutely right to say this should be left until the last moment. So I think <laughs> it's best we do the same here. And far more important and also difficult are issues like um, sharing of of fiscal burden of, of of financial burdens. Um, mm. uh, well, one of the issues involved in in metro regions is that the areas to which people come to work have to bear quite a lot of cost uh, litter costs, congestion costs of various kinds, pollution costs uh, costs imposed by people who are coming in from outside the area and whose local taxation base and mm. council tax base in this country uh, is somewhere else uh, and there, uh, in many ways these financing issues are are among the most intractable. Uh, Or looking at it from the other side, um, maintaining these metro regions or city regions is actually very expensive. Something we ought to discuss is is the problems of infrastructure uh, and public costs of of these places. And, And not only the periphery of an individual city region, but actually the areas outside the city regions may be resentful that their resources are in some ways being taken in order to fund the enormous expense of these things. Uh, there's a major debate about that. But
0: it's urban at the expense of
1: rural. Uh, well, it's beyond that. It, it's these city regions at the expense of other towns and cities. Um, for example, you see, just to, just to, exp- to demonstrate how tricky it is, uh, a city like Newcastle might argue that it is losing its most talented young people to London and the South East because that's where all the job growth is. Uh, And although it seems they get regional help in the North East, it's probably nothing like the enormous resources that have to go to um, maintaining the M25 uh, and keeping all the other enormous costs of London going. In reply to that, London and the South East will say, yes, but just look at the colossal wealth that's generated by London. Um, It is among the half-dozen most productive places on the planet. Um, And that is clearly generating resources that in various ways are subsidising the rest of the UK, which is less productive. So there there are quite serious arguments there, uh, which, which in the end are unresolvable, actually. Um, but they, they're they part of the political reality of this. Uh, uh, at the heart of the problems of, of this metro region phenomenon is, is a, a, the fact that on the one hand uh, a large amount of growth in the most productive sectors of the new post-industrial economy seem to be located in these places. On the other hand, uh, once population agglomerations get beyond the sort of one and a half million mark, certainly when they get up toward anything like the size of London or Paris, uh, they are troublesome and costly places. They Generate enormous congestion costs, pollution costs. They're usually characterized by a social segregation, extreme segregation of, of the rich and the poor uh, and, and populations of various uh, ethnic origins. Uh, crime is, tends to be concentrated in them. And in some, in some indicators, they're actually not particularly efficient places. So there is a real dilemma there that we, 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 we th- this seems to be where the action is but in a curious way um, they they are pushing at the at the boundaries really of the degree of concentration of population that we can cope with while maintaining decent living standards and conditions
0: i said i wanted to get into the area of um of governance and and you um mm-hmm. um I mean, you, you floated, and i think I think it sounded like it was your your preferred solution, but you floated a notion where um, you didn 't have to have a um, a structure with a mayor as as we now understand in the in the u k and uh, and a city region authority either um, elected or otherwise to to back this up you could you could make it work in a in a much softer way through um, um, through agreements between existing local authorities. Have I interpreted you correctly and, and and is that the most efficient way of, for our city region of, of, of moving on?
1: It's difficult to know whether it's the most efficient. We can't tell, really. It's just too complex. Uh, it, it's a question of political feasibility, often. Um, it, it's not so much a problem in the UK where um, central government can really do what it likes very easily to local government. But in the United States or in... Uh, Many European countries, there are big constitutional obstacles to to messing with local government boundaries uh, against the will of of local people. Um, And so looking at it internationally, one tends to see major reorganisations as deeply troublesome and therefore to look for the other possibilities. And there have been some examples around the world recently. In Canada, there's been an attempt to um, reorganise city boundaries in order to build metro regions um with offsetting policies of of establishing much more local level of government for some things but even then it was very con, con uh, contested um most of the other examples of um of setting these authority, of expanding boundaries in this way have taken place in non democratic contexts like madrid in the early 60s mm. or seoul in the 1950s when when a central government could just do what it liked.
0: What about what about the role of of, of other bodies? We talked about local authorities, but but maybe the maybe the um, the other agencies, non-elected agencies, such as the regional development agencies or. Um... Yes,
1: these all get involved, um, and, and and often what what happens uh, in order to develop a metro regional facility is a coming together of local authorities to set up agencies that they. Uh, Own jointly, and the Strathclyde Transport Authority is is an example of that. Uh, It it, it starts in Glasgow, but it comes out uh, uh, more generally. Uh, And there, there, there are deals about how um, how it's to be funded and how it's to be shared. So, so it's quite possible to set up for for a group of local authorities to set up an agency. Uh, to deal with a particular function. Uh, They then have different constitutional rights to be on the governing body of it. Uh, The funding of any subsidies is worked out between them. Uh, And this idea of a kind of single-issue thing uh, can deal with uh, the question that some services, like transport in particular... ...might well need governance over a more extensive region than some others. On the other hand, the more one goes down the route of single services... ...the more you end up with uh, non-joined-up services. You, you get services treated in isolation from each other. That's that's the problem. So I suppose the uh, if one assumes that local government reorganisation around big units... ...is politically difficult... And, and may cause problems of remoteness. Then, probably the next best thing are multi are uh, multi-service contracts among groups of authorities. That can also deal with the fact that in the most dynamic of these regions, the boundary is actually changing all the time. Mm-hmm. So, in, in in ten years, another couple of towns have found themselves within the within the arc of of, of the commuting zone. And so, it, 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 if one's got a, a, a system of contracts, uh, joint degree joint arrangements, joint boards, then it, it's relatively easy to 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 invite an, another authority to join in at a certain date. Uh, m- much more flexible than if you've got to have another local government reorganisation to accommodate. Mm.
0: We're, we're sitting at the University of Warwick. Um, you. Um, are in warwick business school warwick business school is is one of the leading um, business and management schools um, within Europe um, in The Times recently Warwick by far was the highest ranked um, university in our in our region in our in our city region um, and yet we're in an interesting situation of of not being at the the center at the capital um, of our region and yet being um, an important player, and, and some would say, based on the, on some of those parameters, perhaps the most important player or um, or, or voice within our within our region. T- two two questions really. Um, how important uh, is the role um, of universities in city-region dialogues? And second, is is it is it curious that Warwick finds itself? Um, in, it, in its position of being a strong university, and yet is not located in the in the geographic centre or the capital centre of the region.
1: Well, universities and research institutes are fundamental to all the knowledge-based city regions uh, that they are around the world. They typically. Uh, a city region, especially those that are outside capital cities, a, 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 city, a, a dynamic, modern city region is one where there are very strong links between f- advanced firms, uh, local government, city government, uh, and uh, institutes of higher education and research. And this, especially, we associate this with the Californian model of these things. But it's also very important in the in the Scandinavian cases, uh, and also. Um, one or two elsewhere, Munich, for example. Uh, So universities and and, and research institutes working together with firms and other public and private agencies to create economic dynamism is is fundamental. Now, I I think one can also argue that the most dynamic uh, regions actually have a diversity. There's a diversity of firms. Um, if, if, If you're dependent on just one or two big firms, Uh, One of the things that they worry about in Helsinki, where they're dominated by Nokia, for example, or or in Stockholm, where they're dominated by Ericsson, where dominance by one or two big firms means you get too dependent on the managerial and, and also the technical ingenuity of one group of people. It's uh, so better to have quite a lot of firms. Some might succeed, some might fail. Some have the bright ideas, some don't. The same applies to the university and research institute links. I mean, the most dynamic groups, the, the, the Californian uh, metro regions, for example, based on the sprawling, geographically diverse uh, thing called the University of California, which has um, a number of different sites, all quite famous and all very, quite remote from each other. Or if you take again the Scandinavian cases where they're very careful to to build in a diversity of universities or technical colleges, technical institutes, into the the regional fabric. Uh, again, the same argument applies. The, 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 the larger the number of players, the better the chance that um, there will be some breakthroughs and some advances. And if you're dependent on just one player, you're dependent on just the luck of that group. So it would, it would be typical for a dynamic science-based metro region to have a number of quality universities at the heart of it.
0: Colin Crouch, thank you very much. Thank you.